Hello and welcome to Stressless, one of the goals available on Flex. In this podcast, I'll cover the evolutionary purpose of stress, the effect it has on our bodies and our minds, the chemistry of stress, why less stress is so important and what we can all do to develop the habits that help us stress less. For a more detailed exploration of these habits, have a listen to the separate habit podcasts and for a personalised pathway of small steps, together with the opportunity to track progress and access other goals, the most user-friendly way to build your stress-less habits is to download Flex by Do Something Different from the App Store. So, what is stress? Well, stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It arrives with a thought or event that you might describe as stress, frustration, anger, anxiety, depression, discomfort, pain, or possibly some other word that describes that feeling you'd rather not feel. However you describe it, stress is your body's reaction to a survival threat. Your brain is not designed to make you happy all the time. It evolved for survival, so it turns on happy chemicals when it sees a way to meet a survival need, and your unhappy chemical, cortisol, when you see a survival threat. Your survival instinct is being managed by your reptile brain, the brainstem and the cerebellum. Your reptile brain only cares about the survival of your genes. It has a very binary, black and white approach. It sees that you'll live or you'll die. It doesn't do grey. It doesn't care what your experience of life is now. It cares about your survival. Our reptile brain relies heavily on the neural pathways, aka the habits built in our youth. The way I think about this is that my reptile brain is running on out-of-date software. When the software was installed, it made sense. And in terms of the fundamental purpose, it still does. You don't have to stick your hand in the fire twice because cortisol gets your attention. Cortisol works by linking your hand in the fire with that bad feeling you had when you first stuck your hand in the fire. This motivates you to avoid that bad feeling again. And it's the same for social pain. We're social creatures. Our reptile brain sees constant threats to our social support. It concludes we will not belong to the group. And as a result, we keep anticipating pain in the form of rejection, even when social disappointments are minor and momentary. A reptile brain mistakenly translates these things as a survival threat. When we anticipate a survival threat, cortisol is released as part of the body's fight or flight response. It makes you feel bad because that's how it does its job. It's your brain's way of telling you that you are not on track to meet your needs. In summary, our reptile brain, as you may know, I call mine Ronnie, sees absolutely no reason to change his ways. His only focus is on us surviving for as long as possible. He runs on happy and unhappy chemicals, but he doesn't care which type he uses. He doesn't care whether I enjoy the journey or not, just whether I'm alive or not. And this makes living the best life we can in the moment a challenge. Step in our human brain or neocortex. This brain can imagine the future, which is both a blessing and a curse. A curse because we worry about the future, mostly unnecessarily. 
and a blessing because we can establish goals and navigate towards them. Our human brain doesn't run on chemicals. It runs on words that form our mindset and we articulate as beliefs, values and stories. These are the things we consider to be important. And here's the challenge. Our human brain is able to learn from our experience. That experience is much more hardwired when it's acquired during our youth. We struggle to change our beliefs, our values, the stories we tell ourselves and others, but people do it and it gets easier with practice. I get stressed when I'm not being myself. When what I believe to be important and what I do are different. When I fail to behave authentically. I feel the stress, the cortisol in my body and over the years have felt it mostly in my shoulders, my throat and my gut. You will find it in similar and different places. My stress is mostly some version of social stress. It seems to arise when I overthink, when my left brain, my rational brain, takes responsibility for tackling problems in a logical way and takes little or no account of my emotional brain in my heart and my intuitive brain in my gut. You might do the same or maybe you lead with your heart or gut and leave your head behind. In summary, when what we believe to be true is at odds with our behaviour, we experience discomfort in the form of tension, resistance, stress, anxiety, or maybe you use a different word to describe that feeling of pain. The philosopher Alan Watts suggested, the person who's constantly anxious is the person who's resisting the flip-flop ability of things. I love this quote, mostly because it uses the word flip-flop ability, but also because it explains to me that things change, our beliefs change, what we do changes, and our circumstances change. If we fail to acknowledge and adapt, if we carry on thinking and behaving in the same ways, we are resisting change, and that causes stress, anxiety, or whatever you want to call that dirty pain that reappears again and again because we're not accepting change. In my experience, the resistance gets stronger and stronger and the pain increases until it gets too much and we either collapse in agony or we do something different. In my book, agony is best avoided. So here are some ways to do something different and stress less. Some of the habits and steps aim to prevent stress. Some are about managing stress when it is upon us. More steps are available within the separate habit podcasts and for the full range download flex and the stressless goal. So first habit, think positively. You could catch yourself thinking negatively. Give that reptile brain a name. Mine's Ronnie, Ronnie the reptile. Next time Ronnie or whatever you call your reptile brain makes an unnecessary appearance, watch him arrive and wave as he leaves. Alternatively, be more proactive and less Buddhist and tell him to piss off. Obviously, it's a good idea to double check that Ronnie hasn't spotted a car hurtling towards you. Three, you could catch yourself thinking positively. Give that human brain a name. I call mine Ray. It's who I want to be more of the time. Second habit, relax. Knowing how to relax when we're feeling stressed or better still building ways to relax into a daily routine as a way of preventing stress is a big step towards improved well-being. There are many ways to relax. 
Experiment with as many as possible and build the best into your routines and or keep them ready for those moments when the stress levels are unacceptably high. Amongst other things, we can go people free, spend time in nature, listen to relaxing music, play, focus exclusively on our breathing, eat and drink the right things, get creative, meditate, write in our journal, take a warm bath, hug and laugh. A reminder if it's required, prevention is better than cure. Habit three, practice self-care. The most important thing you can do is set and stick to a routine that provides you with sufficient downtime to rest and recuperate. And that includes taking regular midday breaks or resets and a heap of mini resets throughout the day. It only counts as a reset if you step away from the things that increase stress levels. Five minutes is often long enough. Set boundaries with people at work and home and don't be afraid to call yourself or others out when boundaries are broken. Talking of others, they're important to you. We're social creatures. Strong relationships are essential to our well-being. So take a few small risks. Share how you feel with others and encourage them to do the same. The chances are everyone will value the experience, but it won't always be easy particularly if you've avoided proper conversations over many years. And last but not least, be kind to yourself. There is only now, tomorrow never comes, and yesterday is gone. Find a way to enjoy your life. It's good for you and the people around you. Habit four, nurture relationships. Strong, positive relationships are an essential part of a happy and healthy life. And by relationships, we mean romantic, friends, family, colleagues, neighbours and all the other flavours too. Strong, positive relationships are based on open, honest communication and developed because of and not in spite of our ability to be there for each other during good times and bad. Egos are unhelpful. Ways to nurture include listening, a willingness to be vulnerable, offers to help, requests for help, genuine inquiries into the well-being of others and the sharing of experiences. A reminder if it's required, it's never too late to resurrect a good relationship and never too late to let a bad one go. Next habit, meet new people. There are many ways to meet new people. Introduce yourself to a neighbour, a colleague, a fellow parent or dog owner. You could book or organise an event or join a club. You could ask for advice from someone or offer to help someone. There are so many ways to meet new people, but the trick is to get comfortable introducing yourself. Your name is enough to start with and find a way of remembering theirs. That's half the battle. When you see them next time, use their name and reintroduce yourself to them because they've probably forgotten yours and you've just saved them the embarrassment. Try not to worry if people turn down your invitations. Forget your name. Don't remember you. Forgive them. They're only human. Uh, it's all good practice. And the more you practice being uncomfortable in those brief moments of introduction, the more you're developing your meet new people habit, a habit that's a surefire way to a life done differently. Okay, next habit, keep active. Keeping active plays an essential role in managing stress. Keeping active simply means elevated breathing and heart rate. If you're really unfit, the good news is it won't take much to feel out of breath and you'll be on your way. 30 minutes a day is my target, but remember, you're only looking for progress. 
If you never get out of breath, one minute of feeling mildly puffed is progress, then two minutes, then three, and so on. Three ways to keep active are the obvious, go solo. Set time aside to keep active and become disciplined about doing it when you say you're going to do it. Keep exploring different exercise options until you find something you enjoy or a way of enjoying it. Running whilst listening to podcasts was a game changer for me. Secondly, integrate it into an existing path. For example, replace the lift or elevator with the stairs or get off the bus one stop earlier and walk. Thirdly, socialise it. Take more control of your social activities. Hang out with people that value keeping active and invite them to participate in social activities that will keep you all fit. As always, keep experimenting with different ways to build your keep active habit until you find a way of doing things that you enjoy. It's the only way to make things sustainable. Okay, next habit, help others. Helping others, or certainly this version of helping others, which we're suggesting you explore with Flex, is not about doing the right thing. It's not about sacrificing yourself for others. It's about creating win-win moments. It's about doing the little things that bring you a sense of satisfaction while simultaneously helping another. It's about taking a few minutes out to talk to someone who's lonely, lending a hand when somebody looks like they're struggling, teaching someone something, offering to do the shopping, letting someone go first, making someone a cup of tea, small random acts of kindness, helping someone across the road or down the steps or leaving out a bowl of water for dogs. It's about lending someone a book, baking a cake for someone, mending something for someone, giving an elderly neighbour your phone number in case of emergencies. Alternatively, invite someone who's struggling out for a walk or over for a coffee. You get the idea. I think we all intuitively know that helping others is good for us, as long as it doesn't spill over into sacrificing ourselves. Before I forget, the idea that we strive to minimise stress levels makes sense to me both because stress doesn't feel good in the moment and because it doesn't help us in the longer term, with heavy stress shortening our lives by two to three years. So, to summarise, stress is what happens when our reptile brain fights with our human brain. When our human brain has a goal that it wants to move towards and our reptile brain won't change for fear of death, stress, tension, resistance, anxiety, depression, etc. are created. For our human brain to prevail, we have to do something different. The problem is that Ronnie, my reptile brain, uses radar to quickly identify anything that is out of the ordinary. The good news is that Ronnie's reptile radar has a blind spot. It ignores small changes, which means we can take small steps beyond our comfort zone without too much cortisol being released. In fact, when we get it right, cortisol is replaced by happy chemicals, dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin and serotonin. This means we can enjoy the process of doing things differently. Good luck on your stressless travels. Expect your reptile brain to get the better of you on a regular basis, but don't be put off. Uh, the more you do something different, the more you flex your behaviours, the more enjoyable the process becomes. 
I hope it becomes your experience too. It's certainly mine. If you've already downloaded Flex, you'll have access to a range of practical and actionable small steps designed to build the habits that lead towards your goals. You'll be able to convert these small steps from one-off experiments into something you repeat on a regular basis. We call them routines. You'll also be able to track your well-being and sign up to other goals such as stress less, feel healthier, be more resilient, be happier and more. All Flex goals are designed to boost your well-being. If you've not yet downloaded Flex, see how far you can get with creating your own small steps using the ideas described in this episode and join us on Flex if you need a little extra help. And always remember, changing your thinking won't lead you towards your goals, but changing what you do might. Thank you.